This is Ron Moss from the heart. Uh, something that came out the other day uh, in a news report uh, where there was a volunteer a fire department uh, that was having a Zoom meeting or some type of uh, internet meeting. And once they thought the meeting was over, uh, they started to make comments about people of color. Uh, they also made comments about a young 10-year-old girl, I think that's her age, that was killed and, and somewhat mocked her death. Uh, I listened to uh, some of the excerpts. Um, I can only imagine that this volunteer fire station is either all white or predominantly white because they were also talking about uh, black firemen. They were also demeaning them too. The, the problem that I have or the concern that I have is that these are people who volunteer to fight fires. They volunteer to save lives. They volunteer to keep you safe. And the bigger issue for me is, is that if you have people, and, and, and I'm getting used to this phrase because I just don't believe everybody's bad, but there's certain groups of people who agenda is just totally wrong. But if you have white brothers and white sisters, I don't know if they have any women that work at the fire department. I don't want to exclude anybody. And they are talking down people of color. And if there's people of color that's in their vicinity or in their zone or area, do they treat their fires or treat their circumstances and situations the same as they would other uh, a white sister or white brother's home. That becomes, see, sometimes, see, words matter. And what you do is when you say negative words or you say something negative, that like they say back in the day or say now, you open up a can. And once you open the can, it's hard to close it. And so as I listen to these recorded comments and keyword recorded comments, I, I couldn't help but think about, again, how history repeats itself until you stop it. Right. History. And let me say it again, will repeat itself unless you stop it or stop the cycle. There was a time historically where we wouldn't even allow to be firemen. They kept us out of that. And again, as I talked to the other day about the norm and the abnorm, now it's okay to have one or two firemen who are African-American be hired in a predominantly white fire station. Uh, it's okay to have one or two of us sprinkled out, uh, outward. And I'm sure that those African-American firemen are just as professional as just as concerned about saving all lives, not just a group of lives, not just black lives.
And again, here's a situation where there's no recording yet that's been found where you've got predominantly all white black men talking down white people and saying negative stuff about them. It, it, it kind of brings an interesting point. You kind of hardly ever hear that. Kind of weird if you think about it. Um, recordings of us uh, saying negative stuff about our white brothers and sisters. I think if we don't do anything at all, I think we spend a lot of time being confused on why we're hated so much. And I think that part of that reason is because it's easy to do. I've learned over the years, it's easy to hate somebody than it is to love them. To love somebody, it takes a little work. You got to want to get to know them. You got to be concerned about them. You got to care about them. You got to kind of be in that corner. You got to be one of those people. If you hear their name come up in a group, you got to say, hey, no, we don't do that. We don't talk down people. But if you hate somebody, you can kind of go along with the crowd. When they're saying negative stuff, you're in the corner being quiet. Know they're wrong. Know you should step up and say something. I can only believe that that group of firemen that were talking, unless they all felt the same about people of color. What if one of them in the group didn't feel that way? But because he wants to continue to belong, he can't step out and say, no, guys, this is not right. You know, what if what if somebody finds out about this? What what if is this how we really feel? And if this is how we really feel, then maybe we're in the wrong business. Because what if we allow our prejudices as we go out to fight a fire? Will we be less concerned about saving their lives because they're black? Will we be kind of not in a hurry to get to their houses or house because they're black? If we get there and find out there's folks still trapped in the house, we wouldn't really try to get in there because they're black. This is what happens when you open the can up. And here we are in 2022. February, Black History Month. It would appear that history is continuing to repeat itself. Remember not too long ago, you had our white brothers on who were police officers who were recorded saying that they want to have a race war and they can't wait to kill as many blacks as they can. Now these people are people that we look at to protect and serve us. But how is it when you hear this and see this and you hear the recording and they're identified as police officers and they're fired and then I'm African American and I look in my rear view mirror and there's a police officer getting ready to pull up on me. I, I can't help but think about the fact can I get killed today? Is this one of the officers who hate us and gets out the vehicle hoping that I do something to trigger him to kill me?
it's a real fear and a concern that needs to be talked about. We have professionals, people who are paid professionals who hate certain groups of people. How did you get that job? You want to know how? Because the management structure, there are people throughout the structure of hiring, throughout, throughout the structure of management that also hate us too. There are people in HR that will make sure they don't want to hire one of us. But if they have to, they're going to make sure that nobody else is qualified. If you got three job openings and the top qualified people are African-American, there's a 90% chance that maybe one will be hired, but not all three. Because it's, it wouldn't be the norm. It would be the abnormal. Here we are in 2022, and I think it was last year, we were dealing with still housing discrimination. Where you have real, realtors, people who are supposed to eat, sell your home or allow you to buy a home who had dropped the value of the price of the home because the people were black. They, walked, they went back and had changed the house around, had white pictures put all over the wall. This is the true story. Had white pictures put all over the wall called another realtor, uh, I'm sorry, called another person, same realty company, had them come in and the price went up almost two, $300,000 immediately because these folk, or they presumed that these people who were selling a home were white. You, you, you want to, I mean, you know, people, it's, it's somewhat frustrating to me because I want to believe that we can get this thing right. I want to believe that at the core of who we are, that we're good and decent people. I really want to believe that. And I'm trying my hardest to believe that. But is that fire station reflective of many fire stations? If there are nothing but white employees in that fire station? Is there certain police departments that don't have any African-American employees or any that have any supervisor positions? Are they reflective of those police officers who were talking about a race war and couldn't wait to kill as many blacks as they could? Is that reflective of other realtors in other states who, when they're selling a black home opposed to a white home, that they devalue the property because they're black? 
And this is not stuff that's made up. This is all documented things that are happening in our world today. And people want to know, why do we act the way we do? I asked somebody today who's who a white brother today. What is it? Or because we are different. Is there a way we can come together? And his response to me was, I don't really deal with that stuff. Now, when people say that to me. Sometimes my thought is they're afraid because they got their own prejudices that they're dealing with. And instead of get past them, they'll just deal with it. Or they don't want to get past them. Because it's what they have come to terms with. And it's what they believe. I say this. And I say it again. My fear. Is always. There's a generation of young black males. There's a generation of young females who are right now in elementary school, who are right now in middle school, who are right now in high school, who are right now freshmen and sophomores and seniors in college. And are we saying that there's nothing we can do about it and hopefully, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed that when they go on that particular job interview, let's just hope that that HR person don't see color, but see character and skill instead. That they see character, skill, and qualifications instead. They won't see color. When that person goes to apply for a job because they've always had it on their heart to be a fireman. We keep our fingers crossed because we hope the folk that are hiring or the folk that listen or go over their applications. Hopefully they don't have this thing where they hate us and they be damned that they're going to hire us. They go home and say, yeah, I had one of them come and apply, but I made sure. They weren't going to get hired here. I don't care about where else they go work. But we're going to keep our fire station. We're going to keep our police department. We're going to keep our county and city offices white. And if somebody in the room said, why? Why? Why are you doing that? Well, what's the point of doing it? Everybody's human. What, wait a minute. What's going on? We live in a more diverse world. We have educated people on every, on, in every race. Why are you doing that? I believe, I believe the answer would be because we can. What would happen if America did an audit on all corporate entities throughout this country? And they just want to see as related to race, people who have been hired in their positions and their salaries. Would it be embarrassing or would it foretell the true story that's been around for centuries?
that it's almost for real that the goal is to make sure that there will never be a level playing field. The goal is to make sure that it will never be equal for everybody. The goal is to make sure that one group will always think or believe that they're superior and the other groups are inferior. You see, that's why it was comfortable for those firemen. Exclude the video for a minute. Exclude the audio for a minute. That was probably the norm for them when they would get together. And, and, and one of them kept mentioning the word nigger. And so, and have their nigger talks. Nobody there to say anything. They felt comfortable. They felt comfortable. But I got to throw this in. The folk they were meeting with were also white brothers and sisters. And they heard it and turned it over to the right people. Everybody white ain't bad. Just like everybody black ain't bad. And I still believe that the majority of us want things to be right. Want things to be balanced. Want things to be diverse. Want things to be equal. But we got to step up and step out more often. Those folk could have kept quiet. They could have called up the firemen and say, guys, we got an audio here, man. You guys need to be careful, man. We got you on audio here. And you guys are saying a lot of stuff that can really shut your place down. And you guys won't be firemen no more and destroyed it. And the cycle would have continued. But every now and then. God will give you an opportunity to step up and believe by faith that you're doing the right thing. I thank God for their courage. They didn't have to turn nothing in. It could have been buried and, and covered up and buried forever. And I hope and pray that the majority of the people that will support them and be around them and make sure nothing happens to them for stepping up and doing what was right. What about you? White brother, white sister, what about you? Are you in an industry? Are you in a business where you know that the hiring practices are not right? You know, there's some folk that work with you that hate people of color. You've heard the conversations that go around. You, you've even talked to people who are not from here. People from other countries that demean people of color. We don't mind hiring them. We're hiring them, but they're not going to get to this level. We don't, you make sure you don't get no white person sits up on this floor. I mean, no black person sits up on this floor. We've created a glass ceiling for them. And this is as far as they're going to go. And if somebody in the room said, why? Why is that? There'd be only one answer. It'd be because they're 
because they're black. And they would say, America, you have kind of put it out there. You all have spent over 400 years destroying their name, destroying their culture, destroying that they're human. And it's not trickled over to other countries for the same amount of time. And so we're just playing off your page. I, I, I got to throw this in here. I, I, I got to throw it in here. I thought I was going to be able to do something different, but I'll do it with this. The whole Whoopi Goldberg thing that happened and her saying that uh, about the Jewish people, that it wasn't a race issue. Uh, it was a human being issue. It was a humanity issue. I believe there's an argument for all the above. It's, it's race. It's humanity. It's all of it. All of it is wrong. But if you go back and do some research. When the, when the Nazis were trying to figure out how they were going to annihilate the Jews. Go back and read your history. I, I'm not making none of this stuff up. Guess who they studied? Guess what they studied? Do your research. They studied Jim Crow in America. They studied what our white brothers and sisters were doing to us. They were getting their ideas from us. I can only imagine that when you're trying to keep a certain group of people down, do, I don't think they could Google back then. So somebody had to hear, have, we, have you all looked at America? They're doing a pretty good job keeping those black folk down. So why don't we see what they're doing? And can you imagine other countries that kind of looked at it too and say, wait a minute, they've been able to control those black folk down in, in America for years. What are they doing? Why can't we do what they're doing? It's hard for us to, now we, and, and, and let me throw this in. They also studied what white America did to the Indians. I'm talking about the Nazis. Before they, they, before they started doing the wrong, the horrible things they did to Jews. What did they do to the Indians? What did they do to black folk? They learn from the best. And we walk around here as though everything's been hunky-dory forever. We even walk around here like everything's hunky-dory now. And there's so much hate and divisity in this world right now. It's crazy. People are being elected to office because they have an outward hate for people. And that's popular now. That's become popular. It is popular to hate people now. It is popular just to spew lies. It's popular. You heard me say factual. I'm spitting out facts that you can look up yourself. But it's factual just to say anything, because if you say it long enough, you'll get people to believe it. They'll buy into it. I heard somebody tell me the other day, don't worry about it, Brother Moss. We are dealing with the end time. We're dealing with the. One day the Lord going to come and shut all this down. 
And that's true. One day that day will come. But my question to that brother was, but what do we do in the meantime? And I got to be honest with you. The meantime right now is a mean time. We got to step up. And we got to do us right. And before you do that, you got to be prayed up. Get up every morning and ask God for strength that if you have to stand up for righteousness sake, that he'll do what he promised. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Now, what can we do about this? I, I need to throw this out here before I finish up. Let me give you some things you can do. If you see wrong, write wrong, write a letter, write the people who you answer to. Let them know what you experienced, what you've seen. It didn't seem right. What can be done about it? Now, in understanding that one could lose their job because unfortunately, a lot of what happens at the bottom is accepted at the top. But you can't know that until you're in a situation where you're forced to do right or you're forced to sit in a corner and be quiet. The second thing is you got to make sure that you're on point. Make sure when people see you that you set the example of being somebody that anybody can talk to. That people are magnetized to you, not because of your color, but because of your character. In the way you carry yourself. I don't know about you. I prefer to be liked than to be hated. Be welcoming to people. How you doing? You okay? Have a good day. You have a great day too. And the third thing that one needs to do. Is be honest about the journey. Be honest about what you see. Be honest about what you hear. Can you imagine that there are people that's been on a job for 20 and 30 years and they, they've seen and witnessed people being treated unfairly, particularly people of color, and they never said one mumbling word. And they're still able to live with themselves even to this day, never has talked about it. Never has said anything about it. You got to be honest about your journey. And, and, and I'll say this, the fourth thing, is that you got to come to terms with the fact that most of this stuff that happens is not so much about you. It's about what you do about it. See, there's people behind you. That child, that grandchild, that niece, that nephew. See, you want the world to be better for them. And the only way the world can be better for them is you got to continue to work on it being better right now. Now is the time. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.